Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of That's Ruddy Mysterious, a podcast of short tales about true mysteries. What created the Potomsky Crater? Who was involved in the 1963 Great Train Robbery? I'm not going to solve those mysteries, but they'll be interesting to learn about. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. Transcripts and references for all episodes can be found at thatsruddymysterious.wordpress.com. No apostrophe and no exclamation point. Today's tale is about Dale Kerstetter. Dale Kerstetter was born in Pennsylvania in 1937. He disappeared in September of 1987 at 50 years old. Dale was 5 foot 4 inches tall and weighed about 130 pounds. He had blue eyes and brown-gray receding hair. Dale worked security and maintenance at the Corning Glassworks plant in Bradford, Pennsylvania. He had been working at the plant for 27 years, and according to his ex-wife, he was six months away from retirement. He showed up for work one night and was never heard from again. The Corning Glassworks Bradford, Pennsylvania plant was a 112,000 square foot electronics manufacturing facility. Dale originally worked as a journeyman for the company, but due to downsizing, he took the maintenance and security position. Dale arrived at the plant on Saturday, September 12, 1987, to begin his 11 p.m. shift. He was supposed to check in with the Corning Glassworks headquarters every hour. His last check-in was at midnight. On the morning of Sunday, September 13th, John Lindquist showed up at 7 a.m. to begin his shift and relieve Dale, but Dale was nowhere to be found. John said, He usually sat right inside the door and he wasn't there. So I walked in the cafeteria and I see his lunch pail sitting on the table. I happened to pick up the newspaper and there were the plant keys. So then I looked in his lunch pail and I see that everything was there. He hadn't eaten. John then went out to the parking lot and found Dale's pickup truck in the plant's parking lot. The police were called at 5 p.m. on the afternoon of September 13th. The police searched Dale's car and found the keys in the ignition. There was also a full carton of cigarettes and an empty gun holster from a 22 caliber pistol, which Dale always carried while working. The police also found a day pack in the truck, which Dale's family did not recognize. At some point, both the holster and the day pack disappeared. The police never logged either one as evidence. Police dogs were brought into the plant to track Dale's movements. The dogs went up to the second floor where the glass furnace was. The furnace had contained platinum pipes, but those were gone too. A total of $250,000 worth of platinum had just disappeared from the plant. The second floor furnace area was not a part of Dale's rounds, so there were some questions about what he was doing up there. The dogs did not find Dale anywhere in the building. Four days after Dale's disappearance, personnel manager Patrick Foley checked the security cameras. The tape quickly switches between cameras, so there's no way to track Dale's movements. What Foley did see was that shortly after Dale's shift started, a masked man appeared. Ten minutes after Dale's arrival, the masked man went into the guard area. The man seemed to be speaking to Dale, who pointed out the security cameras watching them. Together, the two men walked to the second floor and were lost from the camera's view. That's the last sighting of Dale Kerstetter. The masked man then moved around the plant by himself, finally going to the furnace area. He rummaged around in the furnace, putting what appeared to be platinum rods into a book bag. 
Then the masked man used a hand truck to move pallets into the side room and came out dragging a large bag. After watching the tape, plant officials called the police and searched the furnace to find the missing platinum. Police thought Dale might have been a part of the theft, although they were not sure if he took part willingly or was coerced to do so. They wondered why Dale looked directly at the camera. Was he signaling for help or was he boasting about the crime he was about to commit? Patrick Foley believed that Dale was absolutely involved in the theft and that he was being brazen about it in the video. Corning Glassworks immediately blamed Dale for the theft. Foley called him a marginal employee, slow, and very intelligent in a crafty way. This seems like they may have just been trying to save face, though. If Dale were so mediocre, why would they trust him with their overnight security? In fact, Corning Glassworks didn't seem to be at all bothered by Dale's disappearance. An article that came out six days after the robbery and disappearance discussed the theft, but didn't even mention Dale. The investigation revealed that Dale was $30,000 to $40,000 in debt. However, he seemed to have enough money to cover all of his debts. Dale had also just received a pay cut of between $5,000 and $7,000. The police found no signs of a struggle. There was no blood at the scene. There was no evidence of gunfire. It's believed Dale had his gun, so why wouldn't he have fired at any intruders? One of Dale's friends said that he overheard Dale and his coworker, Ollie, planning the theft. He believes that Dale was double-crossed by Ollie and killed the night it happened. Dale's family believes he was a victim. Dale's ex-wife says that with just six months left until retirement, Dale had no motive to disappear or steal from his company. Dale's daughter believed Dale was a victim also. She wondered why Dale had packed a lunch that he'd never planned on eating and pointed out that he was a heavy smoker, so why would Dale have left a full carton of cigarettes in his truck? Dale's son didn't think he'd leave the family. He said that Dale was a great father, the type that any kid would want to have. Shortly after Dale's disappearance, Corning Glassworks sold the Bradford, Pennsylvania plant. 32 years after the disappearance, a video of that night was released. Dale's daughter described what happened in the new video. She said that her father was seen on the video at 10.45 p.m. and that he was never seen again. She went on to explain that the masked intruder was seen in the video for the next two hours. She said that the masked man walked around aimlessly through that time. She claimed that if Dale was involved, he would have shown the intruder exactly where to go. He knew where the tools and platinum were. Dale's daughter explained that during Dale's night shifts, she would occasionally visit him. She said the door to the plant was never locked at night, so it would be easy for an intruder to get in. Some years later, a video was released which may show a second intruder. The intruder was wearing a backpack. In the video, this intruder disappears into the kiln for about 25 minutes. When he returns from the kiln, it appears his backpack is full. He then leaves the kiln area. This man is later seen leaving the area with a large bag on a dolly. What was in that bag? Some believe it was Dale's body. In the years since Dale's disappearance, some people have claimed to have seen him. These sightings all proved to be false, however. Years after Dale's disappearance, police admitted to his daughter that there were some unsolved murders in the vicinity at the time of Dale's disappearance. 27 years after Dale's disappearance, his daughter was finally able to declare him dead. Corning paid out a very small portion of Dale's pension at that time. What happened to Dale Kerstetter? 
Was he involved in the platinum theft, or was he an innocent victim? What was in the large bag that the intruder was seen in the video using a dolly to carry? Why would Dale pack a lunch he never intended to eat? What do you think? Thanks for listening to today's episode of That's Ready Mysterious. I'm your host, Kelly with an I. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and follow That's Ready Mysterious to be updated about new episodes. Tune in next Tuesday for another thought-provoking tale.